Hey, Redline Radio listeners, you can find us every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Told you uh, yesterday, I said I have an apartment with um, my uh, cats in the background and my fucking uh, dog shitting everywhere, so that's what I have. You guys have an actual place to come. You have lights, you have screens. I told you, I like the screens. I'm a big screen guy, and uh, I think it looks good. We, we, we know Eddie. how to turn on most of them, too. <laughs> it so. took me a while Tommy's to figure over out there these holding ones. them up. I mean, you yeah. guys, you got the whole shebang here. Yeah. Dave, got, lo- Dave loves a place to come. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, every every single every single day. Um, you like this is this talk about like you guys are perverted freaks no <laughs> look at he just said he, he you turned it into a sexual thing you he cast the horny line out there and you bit down on it and now your no, line and sinker horny again and i'm the I'm one who horny. set the whole thing off i was talking about coming yeah, yeah. So, there you no, go no one even oh you mean like me. coming coming <laughs> place to come that's from Superbad, you fucking morons. It wasn't my it, horny brain. Thank it, you. It's Ed, been a while. Thank you. It has been Now, a while. you got <laughs> cats and dogs and mice and giraffes and yeah. all that shitting fucking all over zero. your yeah. apartment yeah. in that's Indianapolis. A, that's yep, quite yep, the yep. accusation that he has mice. And giraffes. And giraffes. Well, that's... We got yeah. Eddie shitting all over the apartment. Okay. What does that mean? He just shits wherever he pleases. Wherever he pleases, you know he shit just shit. Is that what you mean? No, he just like You're I walked into the back shit? room the other day, and Eddie was just fucking like Eddie? hands on knees, taking a dump uh, th- on the this floor. This is like you gotta I have believable so. slander. <laughs> yeah, this is like you think Eddie just shits on the floor like a dog when he feels like it. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you guys there would be a fucking. We would. We, this would be an HR issue. Yes, exactly. And maybe a mental health. I mean, issue. I think Eddie would have other character issues too if he was the type of guy who would shit on a floor. Like, there'd be other red flags. I don't know what those red flags are. I mean, Dave just, he was trying to, he was grasping at, like, a slander against Ed, even though Ed was the only guy that had your back. Well, I actually read that about, didn't Stalin use his shit wherever he wanted? Yeah, he probably did. Makes sense, but, I mean, to be fair, Eddie, you said when this morning, I was like, you care my wife comes? You know, she's in town. He said, yeah, she doesn't mind a smelly hot place. Yeah, that's what it really is. It's a fucking sauna. It's a (laughs) bathhouse. It's actually not too bad in here today. I got a buddy who (laughs) likes to... Go around the country and piss Tim on. Pat Joe, what's his name? I can't say this one because it's okay. it's a bad one. But um, <laughs> we'll say his name is John John Doe. He uh, likes to go around the country and piss on national landmarks. Like that's his thing. Like he'd be like, "Yep, came back from D.C. this weekend, pissed on the Washington Monument." I'm like, "How that's close awesome. are you with this guy?" One of my best friends. Uh, How he's, many? He's would pissed you say on that- the bean. In Chicago, he's marked his territory there. <laughs> he wants to piss in the Grand Canyon. He's talked about that. Um, I feel like it's probably hard to piss on. I know that'd be scary. No, I want to off, off the yeah. edge. There's probably like a little Have observation you been there? deck. No. Okay, I've been there. It's it's not like, but like maybe, maybe there's different spots. I mean, you could if you go into. Oh, it, we were at a bachelor party like, a couple but, years ago in St. Louis. He pitched, pissed on the arch. That was a good good spot. So where what hours security? is this taking place? Yeah, it's always one we're completely fucking shit faced. Right. So I'm, like I'm not always with him, but I've been with him for a few of his. And have you ever joined him? Yeah, a couple times. Which I, ones? I pissed, which, which I pissed on the arch. You, you I pissed on the arch. Right, that's acceptable. Yeah, I guess. like just got to do the look around, make sure no one's looking, then just let it fly. Okay, and then so just the arch though. Uh, that for me, just the arch. Yeah. Okay. Have you thought? I, have you have you thought about what happens? Like if somebody's like, "Hey," and then they run after you, you, you just zip up and run, zip you up piss and run. And you finish, yeah. yeah. You I can't. Fi- I mean, it's I'd just like dumb and dumber. That. I'd be careful with that. Do we gotta get your urologist buddy on the phone? That doesn't actually exist. No, it has nothing to do with urology. It just ha- I I have a friend who was at a frat party and at well, I won't say the college because that might <laughs> give it away at a Big Ten school, and he got 
caught pissing outside because the, the yeah. line was too long and he got like arrested and they were like trying to like put him on a sex offenders list nah. so i think oh, if you piss on, on my body i think if you piss on the week if you piss on these monuments they might be like hey let's let's make an example out of this guy a white Sox dave indecent exposure mugshot would probably make my whole life <laughs> I know it would because you just you you relish and you wade in a bath of my misery. Why wow, you just slandered the fuck out of me? I can't say that to you after. You I mean, but you're. I was joking. Clearly, shit. you you I, you well, are. We well, we don't want you to life. actually be in trouble. With just the mugshot would be funny. I think he's thinking business reasons. I wonder. I think you, Joey. I got shirts. <laughs> put them on a shirt. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Would people buy that? I'll get. I would buy it in a heart for a federal landmark. Yeah, and it's your mugshot. I think so. That actually would be really funny. Not me. If I mean, I would laugh if someone like I would if I saw that on like Daily Mail or something. I would blog that. Like, like dude gets caught pissing. You know how that that old lady gets uh, caught like twice a year breaking into O'Hare and going on planes. Yes, yes. I bl- I, that, I blog it every time. Like if I saw a dude get arrested no. for pissing on Famous national lady. monuments and other national park shit. Like, I would block that. So there's some lady who she's called the serial stowaway. She just sneaks into she's done it like She's yeah. done it like 16 times. She's been caught 16 times. And who she's knows also how made it on a flight before. Yeah, oh, she, I bet you she's made it on a ton of flights. But yeah. how do you wow. sneak in an airport? I, I don't, don't understand. She's, I, it uh, might be one of those things where, like, they just like, ah, it's this little old lady. Like, sure, by now they're in on the bit, you know? Yeah. They or, go, it's far. or they're just like, you, uh, it's you your profile, but she benefits from the profile, but, and she but, just but, slips through. But I just don't understand how that happens. She looks a little bit it. like the bird lady from Home Alone too, a little bit. Uh, okay, good yeah. visual though. Yeah. yeah, now I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, nice. So, anyways, yeah. big fucking show. We got Joey Molinaro in the house. We'll be joined by Carlos Rodon a little bit. Mm-hmm. A longtime friend of the program, making his third appearance. I don't think many people have been on the show three times. Brad Underwood has. Brad Underwood. Brad Carlos Underwood. Rodon. Geo, maybe Geo? Scott. Scott's darling. been on a bunch. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else has? I don't know. Carlos has been on a bunch, though. He'll oh. be on later. Yeah, has, he'll, has be, on later. he'll on? be on later. Oh, Rizzo's nice. been on tw- once, once okay. or twice. KB, once. Where, where KB twice. KB twice. Um, Olin. Yeah, Cruz. actually, that's a, I got a beef to pick with Anthony Rizzo. The fact that KB has been on the show twice and he's been on once, and Jake Arrieta has been on zero times. Get the word out to Jake Arrieta. Remember when you texted Jake Arrieta you, and he left you on read? And Red. then he texted you back like months later, telling you to fuck off. <laughs> to see you say stuff like that, it's just such a false story, it's and, it, and it's just not true at all. And it makes him look bad. I mean, I I don't know that you could correct me. Yeah, I, I'm not going to. Um, I wouldn't even say you're directionally correct in that at all. Well, well now you, I'm interested. What happened? So he left you on red, but then like did he, he didn't leave me on read. Is not have his the text messages on red? It was he'll come on the pod. Just text him. So I texted him. And I didn't get a text back. And then I got a text from him at 2 o'clock in the morning one time. And it was a really long text message. It was very passionate. He's was, a passionate guy. He was just he like a really passionate But like turns message. you down though? No, no, no. no it, was, it, it was just completely skipping that. He'll be on later this year. He's yeah. a very good guy. Can yep. you get a KB impression real quick? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. He it's doesn't really like, have an impressionable voice. Yeah, he does. He did it on my show. I'm, Carl did know. it on just, my show. I don't know if I could do the impression, do it, man. Do it. No, 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 now you have to. You have to. Dave, you're just in the clouds. Doing it right now as you guys are telling me. in the clouds. 421, keep calling you, man. Come on, man. I just I just want to play baseball and have fun. All right, I don't want to do that, Joe. Listen, if you set me up where I'm doing I'm doing impressions, you're not going to make it on this podcast alive. Okay. 
All right. Do you have a White Sox Dave impression, Joey? Working on it. Okay. You, are you really working on it? You, you, you too. That you too. is a great one. Carl and White Sox Dave. If you yeah. could do us together. I, I rode over to the office with uh, Dave yesterday, and I was the whole time. I was just letting him talk. I was just tossing him up soft toss so he could keep going, and I could just pick. Yeah. Well, now, I was gonna well now I'm going to be self-conscious about that and not talk at all. <laughs> Yeah, we'll Dave, see. I mean, okay. we put you on the Get spot last so week lucky. with Pat Boyle to tell that story. Danny put it on our social. Like, can you tell a story in 30 seconds? And you did. Yeah. So I feel like that's an appropriate amount of time. And Even if you're looking for that around. video, if you're looking for that video, it's on Beef House. You can find that on our Barstool Chicago YouTube page, which we are encouraging everyone to go subscribe to right now. Yeah, you know what they should do? They should go have some 3 Chi and go watch and subscribe to the Barstool Speaking Chicago YouTube. Speaking of 3 Chi. Three chi, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was four, or no, this week was four twenty. Some people in this office celebrated that. Some people did so with our good friends at Three Chi. We have a promo code for to get you guys high. It's you get five percent off with that promo code Chicago. Mm-hmm. And if you guys don't know what Three Chi is by now, it is the industry leader in Delta Eight THC products. They're all formulated by a biochemist. All the hemp is uh, grown in, in USA. You don't have any of those like lingering paranoia after effects. You feel you don't feel foggy the next day. You have to be twenty one to purchase. And if you are, we can't endorse this product enough. So if you go to three chi.com, that's the number three C H I dot com to shop for Delta Eight Vapes, gummies, tinctures, oils that can be used to make your own homemade edibles. Carl, what's your favorite uh version of it? Oh man, the edibles are good because they're tasty mm-hmm. and they hit perfectly. But it's hard to beat one of those vape cartridges because you just can you just rip that whenever you want. That's Dave's. That's mine. It sits there right on that coffee mm. table and come. I like to, it's. I like to use it as soon as it starts getting dark out, because then the night's winding down. You got baseball on TV. You want to relax. Mm-hmm. You want to you know put the you know you know hypothetically theoretically kick off the shoes and. And get rid of work for the day, and you just sit back, yep. rip some. I got three some chi right here. There rip you it. go. I'm gonna rip it right now. Rip you it. You talk about it. Yeah, he's ripping it. I'm going on a flight. I got a flight to California today. Gummies, gummies all day. <laughs> gummies. gummies all day. <laughs> gummies all day. Joey, have you have you done the three chi yet? No, but I'm anxiously waiting to. I'm I got a, the, I got yeah, a pack yeah, yeah. for you okay, in my freezer. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Yeah, we'll hook that up, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know when I get back to India. I'll and if you there. want to. Bake your own brownies or, or still, cake still or something. You can it. use the yeah. uh, you can use the oil tinctures and make your own brownies. Yep. It's I love it. A highly, highly uh, versatile product, and uh, we fully endorse it. Use promo code Chicago. Yep. For five percent off your order, mm-hmm. and uh, enjoy because we all do. That is a big rip. Ripped it. There you go, Carl. I'm in such a good mood to talk about the White Sox. What? what give that promo code one more time for Chicago. Else Chicago. Chicago. Anybody else who's ripping three chi with me on that ad? Good ad read, Dave. Appreciate that. Does he get credit for that ad read? I feel like the, I well, I'm just gonna that. See <laughs> I just want to see if Dave would take the credit, Chief. And did he take the credit? Of course he did. He took the credit. I love I love credit. Yeah. There's uh, nothing better than credit. Okay, White Sox are nine and nine. White Sox are nine and nine. Through eighteen, that's disappointing. They were eleven and eleven through twenty two last year, and then they ripped off twenty two of twenty seven. I so don't want to hear about twenty twenty. I I don't either. It's uh, white. So this is this is so <laughs> we're recording this at about noon on Wednesday. You guys will hear it tomorrow morning throughout tomorrow. So I don't know what's going to happen in the game at five p.m. today. But yesterday was the first time all season that the players you expected to dominate dominated for the White Sox. Rodon was on the mound. Uh, you'll hear that interview in a minute. It was fucking cold as shit outside. He didn't have his A-plus shit. The Indians were working him a little bit. 
Sox went out and just fucking beat ass. Abreu with two dingers. Mm-hmm. Tim Anderson was awesome. Luis Robert was awesome. Grandal had a bomb. Those are the players you expected to carry the team offensively, especially with Eloy Jimenez out for however long he's going to be out for. And didn't he die? He he didn't die. They acted like he died. Careful, he Joey. He didn't die. <laughs> but, White um, Sox Dave wants to kill him. I don't think I we ever properly addressed that. What that Eloy Jimenez? That whole saga. Yes. Saga. What that they it haven't was, they I, haven't won the Quintana trade yet. That's, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> you is. have not won the Quintana trade yet. Don't be stupid. Yes, they have. <laughs> Jose Quintana's not even on the team anymore, and they traded for him. Yeah, but him. they did get some starts out of him. They got starts out of him. How and many they times did they make the playoffs him? with Quintana in the rotation? I want to say they made the playoffs two times with Twice. Quintana. Twice yeah. with him, and yeah. he so. was very, very, very average for them. So I'm just saying. Please, spare me. Anyways, yesterday was exactly the kind of game that you expected them to see the first 17 games of the season. And Abreu's been really – Robert's been – he, I, I don't want to say awesome. He's been, he's been good, um, but a Braves just been fucking lost at the plate. And yesterday, it all changed for him. I hope that carries over because if, if he's the, he's the catalyst. He's he the, hit a bomb yesterday. He, he hit two he bombs hit one yesterday. Almost, well, I'm gonna say the one. He hit one that went almost all, well, out of the stadium. He hit it was an inside four fifty eight or something, and, and it was one fifteen off the bat, the hardest ball he's ever hit in the Statcast era. I saw, which is why this this is important for Jose Abreu. Because Jose Abreu, very much like Javi Baez, struggles against four-seam fastballs. He's got very low slugging percentages, especially the last couple of years, as his bat speed has slowed down. Jose Abreu has really done a great job against breaking balls. Am I wrong? He hit, you were very wrong. Last year, he hit like 330 against fastballs. Okay. This Over year, his career, isn't he like a fucking no. great against breaking balls? No. You're... you're you're backwards. You're ab- How abs- can I be backwards on this? You're, I mean, do you want to pull up the stats? You're backwards. Like, he, he's always hit the fastball well, and it's been that breaking pitch low and outside that's been his his Achilles heel. But isn't this year he's shitty against four-seam fastballs? Yes, this year and he last has night been. he fucking uncorked it? Yeah, yes, yesterday he, exactly what you said, he uncorked it. and um, But he's always had, like, he, he's, he's Cuban. These guys don't like fucking 32-degree weather. You know, they're not used to this shit. Yeah. And, and that's, I, miss, I miss Solaire because of that. Like, that was always my he's favorite. He's always been slow to start out of the gates in April. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been getting the tweets the last handful of days until last night. It says, a Braves fucking don't. He's washed up. Like, shut the fuck up. He does this every year. As soon as it gets to, like, 65, 70 degrees, he lights on fire. And yesterday, I know it's cold, but he lit on fire. And I mm. expect that sort of those sort of plate appearances in a bats to continue because he is that cerebral hitter still. He is that MVP uh, from a year ago. It's just he was in a fucking 15, 17-game slump or whatever it is. I'm not worried about uh, Jose Abreu whatsoever. You shouldn't be worried about Jose Abreu whatsoever. He's a stud. He's a great first baseman defensively now. He's the leader of the team. I fucking love him. That's that. And now, like, I, I just hope that there's more games like yesterday where the players you expect to carry the team offensively carry the team offensively. And we hadn't seen a lot of that yet. And um, the only players that have been carrying the team offensively are players you don't expect. Yerman Mercedes wasn't even going to make the roster out of spring training until until Eloy got hurt. 
thank God that he has been the, one of the best players in baseball. Well, I mean, it's a good thing weeks. you guys didn't go spend money on somebody so you didn't get a chance to see German. Like, this is just... Is that I slander? Can't, I can't do this with you, man. It's a like, joke. I like, I don't think it is because you brought that, like, oh, why should the White Sox spend $180 million? It's like... Well, I mean, to be fair, though, like, it is a light... Okay, let me say, reclassify this from a joke to it's a lighthearted way to say... You are lucky that you do have your man. Oh yeah, they're so lucky. If they right. didn't have and your Mercedes, they, they would be. Uh, they're nine and nine right now. I don't know five and fourteen, whatever the, whatever that would equal out to, whatever it is. Uh, they're lucky. They're very lucky. And um, now, as as soon as like, because he's going to slow down, he has to slow down. If they do invest in the outfield more heavily this off season, he doesn't have a spot. He doesn't. No. So it is good that they didn't. Go. See, like, I, but I'm not trying to uh, like be not, realistic though because if they not, do have more depth. I mean, this is this is one of those things where I think a lot of White Sox fans the off season, like I don't know if you guys can have your cake and eat it too and be really mad in the off season at Han. You ab- no, then, nobody's mad at Han. Everybody awesome and be like Yerman's the fucking man. Everybody, nobody's mad at Han. Everybody's mad at Jerry okay, Reinsdorf Jerry, for penny you're pinching. Right, you're right. Everybody's Han, mad Jerry. at Jerry Reinsdorf for penny pinching just because they. I don't want to say lucked into your Mercedes. They've had your Mercedes in their system for years now, but just because he's lit the world on fire doesn't make what they did in the offseason correct. But um, like, and I've said, I said this last week. I, I, you watch him hit, and he's got a very methodical approach to hitting, and like he he cuts down completely with two strikes. He's he's striking out at like a ten percent clip, which is well well above league average. And if he gets that pitch that he's looking for in the inner half, he doesn't cheat himself and he's trying to murder the ball, and he's murdered the ball. And it's really cool to watch, and I think that his his approach is something that he can sustain over the course of a 162-game season. Obviously, he's not going to put up these fucking video game numbers throughout 162, but if you know September or October rolls around, he's got 20, 25 bombs, a 275 average with a 350 on base and a 500 slugging, that's Awesome, considering mm-hmm. what they lost. Yeah, with Eloy Jimenez. What about you know? yeah? What about so everybody in White Sox? We made a big deal about Andrew Vaughn. So yeah. he got some starts starting on April fourteenth. He just hasn't been that good. No, he it's he has his approach. He's a little overmatched right now by two by, for his last nineteen plate appearances. He's been a little. Strikeouts. He looked good yesterday. He looked good yesterday, so he's striking out a little bit. Uh, you could tell he's got the Jimmy arms and he's and he he's got heavy hands and he's he's a little nervous still, but his approach is fine. Like he, I looked, he's got like a ninety-five weighted runs created plus, um, so he's a tick under league average offensively, even though his batting average is fucking terrible. Yeah, well, but I mean, I guess he's walking a lot. Forget he's getting his on base. Created plus, David. He, he only has thirty-nine plate appearances to his career, so I guess this would be more White Sox scout, Dave. If it were up to me, he would be in left field. Every single fucking game. What about Lurie? Lurie, get him the fuck off the team for all I care. Okay. Like you, if if Lurie, Lurie Garcia is perfectly fine to be on the team, I should say, but I, he's starting like five times a week at any given position. And he so I'm not be, trying to troll when you ask about Lurie. I'm, I'm, I'm guess what I'm trying to drive more is: Do you want nine guys? Do you want nine fucking guys right now? The Cubs are one through eight stacked. This is what it is. One that's through what eight, I. Boom. That's exactly what I want. So I guess I mean obviously there's a couple guys that you want to play matchups with. Like you don't. I don't want to see Zach Collins sitting against a lefty. Mm-hmm. But um, there's like if it were up to me, Andrew Vaughn would be in the lineup every single day. Feed him to the wolves. Let him work out of his struggles. Trial by trial by fire. And um, 
that's how I would do it because I think there's enough insulation in the rest of the lineup where you don't have to rely on him. You can let him figure it out, and as he does figure it out, that's just more of a bonus, but he's not going to do that on the bench. Mm -hmm. And, like, anybody who talks about him defensively, like, I don't want to hear hear it out of LaRue because LaRue himself said he's already an above-average left fielder, which okay. I don't so agree with, but he's perfectly comfortable Then let's there. check in where you are with LaRue because last week you were irate, and then I saw on Twitter that you are trying to be positive, Dave. I am. And so where where are you a week later? Uh, I mean, so that was my whole thing. It's like, what the fuck's the point of having Vaughn on the roster if he's not going to play every day? Because you could just have him in, in Schaumburg and then eventually Charlotte. I'm with you there. So, but like, with are you still angry with Larusse on a daily basis? You were pretty I angry last week. I haven't had a chance to be angry at him. All right, so Gio Gio had a dog shit start. That, like, there's nothing Larusse. It was early in the morning. Yeah. That was my favorite moment. That was, that was my favorite White Sox Dave Frank the Tank moment of the week. Was they had a 10 a.m. game and it was like 10:30 and White Sox Dave just had a had a tweet 10:30 a.m. outraged. Yeah, well, I, it, it, I was outraged. Outraged. What do you what, what do you mean the White Sox Dave Frank the Tank moment? Well, he just White Sox. I mean, you're, I mean, I say I'm obviously kidding because Frank the Tank is the most he's a lunatic, crazy yeah. fan in the world. But you Bro, guys, Carl's like you got to be disappointed. Nine and nine start. Did I expect nine well, and nine? Not really. All things considered, they're kind of lucky to be nine and nine. Mm-hmm. I think like they like their best players haven't been playing very well. And so is this a World Series team? Like is this World Series expectations oh, yeah. with them? I you say if the White Sox won the World Series, I would not be surprised whatsoever. Whoa. I don't expect it by any means, but it should not be something like it's not like the Kansas City Royals are winning the World Series. Like this is a team that a lot of people, experts air mm-hmm. quotes, have picked to win the AL Central. And once you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. Sure, and they yep, have these. Sure. You have Lucas Giolito. You have Lance Lynn, who's looked fucking awesome. He's a Indiana dog. boy, by the way. Yeah, he's yeah. Brownsburg. Brownsburg guy. Didn't yeah. he just get put on the 10-day Yeah, he's fine, though. He, he's stiff neck. I don't know. Have you guys I mean, ever had a stiff neck waking up? It's the fucking worst thing. On a, nothing you can do. You just got to well, I mean, I feel, it's, you just work out. I feel out like you're the kind of guy that gets stiff necks all the time, Dave. I've had them. They're yeah. fucking awful. You've never had a stiff neck. Oh, yeah, bad sleeping. Yeah, you uh, just sleep wrong and you bad, wake up. Bad hotel pillow. Neck. How's yeah. the hotel pillow, Joey? Yeah. The pillow's great, man. Yeah. Got the king okay. size bed. We're good. That's nice. Have yeah. you ever stolen a hotel pillow? I, mean, I have not. Dave. Nope. No. I haven't, but I've considered just, it. Okay. We're pissing on federal landmarks for stealing <laughs> hotel pillows. I haven't, I, mean, I said. You know what I heard Large does? And I didn't know this. He steals a steak knife from every steak night, every steakhouse he goes to. I'd be so easy like to slip to, in the purse. You yeah. Know? So you, you go to Chicago Cut and they bring out like that nice with the wooden handle, big knife. Yeah, and he steals he's, a he jacks that. Yeah, I guess so. At the same time, I feel like it's too fucking big for when they take. You know, are you all finished here? And they're like, yeah. And then they're like, well, where the, the fuck is our knife? Fucking yeah. knife? Yeah. Some fucking silverware is heavy as shit. Yeah. <laughs> the, I knew one of my friends' moms. And I, I, granted, I haven't talked to this kid in years. I remember she would steal uh, martini glasses from restaurants. All the time, so she could still be doing is what you're saying. Probably is, but I mean, I haven't talked to this kid in eventually. A long don't you time, think you just have your cabinet full? Yeah, like right. I've How'd you find set. out? Did I you just... I have taken hotel uh, towels before. I will admit that. I've never done that. Man, those are always crusty. Yeah, I don't know. No, just hotel okay. I one time hit my I hit a Christmas tree and there was a part on it that like went out, like the spark converter or something. Like the part where you'd hit the button and the trees would go, the lights would go on. Mm-hmm. And it was out, and it was replaceable. So I called Home Depot. I was like, hey, I just bought this tree online and just got delivered. It was, like, you know, expensive, and the thing won't work. And they're like, well, we'll have the part shipped out to you in, like, three weeks. I'm like, fuck, Christmas is over. Over, yeah. <laughs> All right, like, well, we can Ready replace the tree. Year. tree will be out in, like, two weeks. So I'm like, over. Mm-hmm. Over. What can you There's guys do for me right now? I got to get this. This is, this is not. This is a right now thing. 
And so they're like, honestly, nothing. So I went right, parked my car right in Home Depot right up front, <laughs> went right up to the first fucking tree that they had on display, took the thing apart right off of the display tree and left the store. That's fair. I, I think that, I don't even think wow. a jury. I was like you, hoping I, someone would stop me and be like, what are you doing? And be like, I'll <laughs> fucking tell you what I'm doing. There's no jury in all the <laughs> land fair. that would convict you of a crime for that. It was like Christmas time. That, and I can't have a fucking tree with that's not fully lit up. So now, you, is it was it one of those ones that would be like kind of fade in and out with the lights? Like kind of twinkle i had that option so that's nice when when that's it changes nice. slowly <laughs> yeah i like of, that yeah, i like that keep you, you on your toes a do little you bit. take it down the 26th or you no, let it no, no, settle no, no, a little no, no, bit no. i, I yeah. take it down after before the national championship game on monday night but for college football but that's, uh, that's good i like I, that. I, yeah. it definitely has to be out for new year's day you gotta have oh, the tree yeah, around yeah, for yeah. New Year's Day. Eddie, you're smirking. You take the tree down right are you, away. You're, you're a fake tree guy? <laughs> yeah, I am just because I grew up in a house where my dad is very sensitive to in-home fire risk. He had a, his cousin's a very tragic thing when my dad was a kid. So we are super sensitive to like in-home fire risk. So that's, that's why a, we didn't okay. do I've told this story fair, before. Totally fair. Um, down by... Uh, down I would like to grow up with the fresh spruce in the house. My that's parents nice. knew that when I was yeah. a kid. That we would like, always go to, you know, Mooseheart. Yeah, I mean, they, I know, yeah. I know. They yeah. have a they have a Christmas tree farm out there, and we'd always go at like fucking ten o'clock at night. My dad would saw one down, and he <laughs> said, "Yeah, I left a hundred bucks in the donation thing," and <laughs> it didn't dawn on me until years later that he was fucking ripping off the tree. <laughs> William, um. William Williams. I mean, and that just so we're clear on what that moose heart is. That's a school for like orphaned children. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know. I'm sorry. I was talking about Marmion. Marmion okay. Academy. Oh, Marmion. 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 We can steal yes. that. Marmion. Yes. That's, that's a okay. fancy I, school. I mix them up. They're right. They are near, near each, each other. other. But yeah. Mooseheart. If yeah. your dad's stealing from Mooseheart, it was. He... It was not Mooseheart. It okay. was Marmion. Mooseheart's right. a beautiful campus. Marmion is too. Those are big, big yeah. properties. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dad. Uh, you're you're not stealing from the homeless kids. Stealing from the rich military academy families. Yes, right. exactly. Yes. Totally fine. Right. Uh, speaking of Christmas, we have a present for Chicago White Sox fans. We interviewed Carlos Rodon um, after he threw his no hitter and after his great performance against the Indians. His repeat performance, Dave. Yeah. He. So yesterday, like you, yesterday was his second or first start from the no hitter. So no hitters two starts ago and. Uh, yesterday was like he says in the interview, the complete opposite. But he battled his dick off in, in years past. Like he would have given up a fucking six spot in five innings through 110 pitches, it would have been ugly. Yesterday was different. He fucking worked out of jams, in spite of it fucking snowing. Basically, yesterday it was awful. But uh, really excited to have him on uh, third time appearance. As we said, I want to uh, before we kick it to him, oh, we gotta yeah. talk about Stable Duel. For I, sure. I meant to say that I fucking forgot. Stable it's all good. Duel. Derby's I mean, it's, coming up, bro. Well, it's important. It's mm-hmm. a fucking big one. It is the big one. It's a big one. So Stable Duel. Finally, people, you have a horse racing contest that's worth playing. It's so easy to do too. Yeah, like you don't have to be an expert, but you're, it gets you in the game. Yeah. So Stable Duel is a fantasy style game. So you could pick uh, ten horses and you watch the points rack up. Mm-hmm. There's daily games, big cash prizes, and it's very easy to use. Even if you're new to horse mm-hmm. racing, you could hop right in and just yep. it fits like a glove, chief. It's great, and then, you know, it is horse racing season officially, like you said. It's opening weekend in Arlington. It's next weekend. It's the last year of Arlington, so I'm going to be at the track quite a bit with doing this uh, stable duel. Really? And then it's, uh, yeah, and then it's it's Derby and Preakness, the Triple Crown. It comes bang, 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 bang. You want to be involved in a stable duel. You want to be in and, that action. And you know you're going to do something for the Derby, so if you have this app, like, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. You, you'll be the fucking 
you know, the guy at the party. Sure. Be like, hey, look at this. Like, yeah. cool, you made your trifecta. Like, do that stuff too. But check out this app. Like, yeah. I'm doing this, and everyone's going to want it in the action. So download the Stable Duel app now and start playing right out of the gate. That's S T A B L E D U E L app. Go grab it. Stable Duel app. And, and never forget the best thing about horse racing is that there's always a horse race on. There there's there's always, always a horse race on. So if you're involved with the Stable Duel, you're going to have it's like endless entertainment. It's there's nothing better than being a horse racing guy. I love it. It's well, you're not one. I'm not even one. Are we not? We <laughs> own. We, we own horses. We own horses. Sure. <laughs> you want but, me to take out my license right now? My owner's license. But I'm talking like Elio level. Oh yeah, I don't know how to do that. He well, that, that like, level it's, is. It's it's a commitment and it's a ton of fun. And you sound smarter than everybody because yeah, no, I nobody sound like else a moron. I'm just it. like all oh, that. Horse I know. Is so pretty. I'd say out of a ten, I'm a five. Um, you're if Elio's a ten, but um, but yeah, stable duel. It's it's a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Just get involved with it. Um, be right. a horse racing All guy, right. especially yeah. considering the time of year it is with the Derby around the corner. Dave, let's we're get getting to Carlos, man. Yeah, let's get to Carlos. Yeah, let's get to Carlos. He's a horse. He's a horse. In Work a good horse. way. In a good way. Yeah. I don't, can you? Yeah. You before can be we get horse. to him, can you be a bad horse? Like if I, like that dude's a fucking horse. Like I. I think it's That's, always a compliment. It's always a compliment. Yeah. So, uh, without further ado, Carlos Rodon. Sometimes Whoosh. you want to take him out back and shoot him. Not my horses. Whoosh. <laughs> All right, we're in the interview portion of today's show. We got Carlos Rodon, fresh off one start after a no hitter, but we wanted to get you just how it timed out. Carlos, how you doing today? Doing well, man. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. This is your third time on the show, I believe. Um, first time on the show. Do you remember two years ago in that in that nice ass RV we had that we shouldn't have had? Yeah. Do you remember what you said about the Cleveland Indians? I don't remember. You, I just faced them a lot. You said that they're your favorite team to pitch against. I haven't looked up any of the numbers against them that you've had, but it's all come full circle. Yeah, do you your just prep. Threw a, do you, your prep. You just threw a no hitter against them, like. I know, like, all the cookie-cutter questions are like, oh, when did you know it was a no-hitter? How late into the game, like, was it fifth, sixth inning, did you know you had that perfect game no-hitter going? Uh, well, I mean, I knew in, like, the fifth, fourth for sure. But it The didn't fourth? Get to, the fourth? Yeah. Come on. You know. Like, you know. I know you know, but you don't. You're the guy throwing the ball. You're the one knows who gives up the hits and walks. But and at stuff. what, are, what point are you, know. at what point, though, are you like, ooh, I could have a little something. No, when, like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. When I was like, holy, uh, it was probably the seventh when I got Ramirez. It was the 3-0 count, I think, or 3-1 count. I threw Ramirez the fastball, and he he pissed hit it probably, what, what, yeah, he hit it like 120 off the bat right at Vaughn. Probably almost broke his hand. That's when I was like, okay, I got through Ramirez. Like, I really have a chance right now to get six more outs. And you need that baseball luck a little bit because he did piss on oh, the ball. Yeah. He had a really good turn in, and, and Garcia had a couple good plays. Um, obviously, Abreu had that play in the ninth. Um, we're going to get to the no-hitter in a moment. I want to fast-forward back. Like, okay, so you come on the bus with us or the RV or whatever. Um, injuries. You had a, what was a shoulder? You had Tommy John. You got non-tendered. What like what was going through your mind after the Sox were like, "Thanks, but no thanks." Uh, I was pretty pissed. You use that as as well, obviously pissed, but you use that as as like motivation. Yeah, I mean that was that freaking that that like got me going. It kind of was like a wake up call. 
honestly, it was it was something I needed to get non-tendered. Um, I mean, at what put any point where you like, I right, get me the fuck out of Chicago, change the scenery. I mean, like I was after the non-tendered me, I was like, you know what, like maybe it's better that I need to change the scenery. Maybe I'll be better, and things will start. Things will. Start things will start looking up. I won't get hurt anymore and, and, and pitch actually. Um, but what was it? I don't know. In December, I, don't, I can't remember when I signed, but um, when they came back around, it was, it was like hard not to, to sign back, especially knowing that the team we had, um, the guys we have, it's, it, I've never really won before. Um, it was almost like I've said it before. It was like a no-brainer. I was like, I, I want to win. Um, whether I'm sitting there or pitching, I want to win. So I'm, I'm going to go do this. And plus, I was comfortable with the White Sox. Love Chicago. It was, it was hard not to say yes. Yeah, and <clears throat> I mean, you you read all the Twitter bullshit and everything, and like I remember specifically. When you came in against Oakland, you were put in a dog shit position. Uh, what you came in with bases loaded, nobody out in that playoff game, right? I think it was. No, it was. Uh, it was like the third. It was like the uh, third inning, but it was just you were coming out of the like pen. The Your I shit looked like awesome, though. The command wasn't there, but the shit itself looked awesome. You were like ninety-seven, ninety-eight. You had that slider biting. Obviously, it didn't work out on the on the on the box score, but I was like, that's the kind of shit that Carlos Rodon has in the tank. Get him healthy over the course of an offseason. That's your starting pitcher right there. Like, don't lose this guy because he still has it. He's gonna he's gonna show it. And look what's happened. Like, it it, it, it you look awesome. And um, I wanted like what? So what point of the offseason did you hook up with Ethan Katz? And like, how much of this uh, do you? Yeah, is you know um, is is this a testament to him? Yeah, it's, he's a, he has a lot to go in. It started uh, it started probably in November. I don't know. We hired him, and, and I called him maybe a couple of days later. Actually, we, we FaceTimed and instantly started about ta- started talking about uh, mechanics and, and, and a bunch of pitching stuff that maybe some normal people don't really care about, but like lower half stuff that really got me back on track to being more consistent with, with my pitches and um, – and then you know every every day it's this tool we use is a core velocity belt. We use it nonstop. I mean that that's kind of got me to to where I am now. Um, but yeah, a lot a lot goes a lot goes goes to him. A lot of credit goes to him for for getting him getting me to this point. Is that an injury prevention thing, or is it more mechanical to perform um, thing? You know what? It's kind of like it kind of hits everything um it definitely is mechanical uh it teaches you like how to use your lower half more efficiently the right way uh staying in your legs and then like your direction towards home plate i think all that like then you start getting into biomechanics and you look at kinetic chains like how the body's supposed to work like this tool like gets you in the right positions and teaches you how to use it the right way so in effect it creates durability you don't get hurt as much because kinetically you're connected throughout your chain while throwing so then when you were coming out of college at nc state arguably considered one of the great prospects of of you know maybe that decade a hitter you know a guy who could pitch just like somebody who quick fast track to the big leagues 
Well, now you've been in the big leagues for seven years, and you're talking about kinetic lower half efficiency. Like, how much different are you as a ball player from the um, from that freshman at NC State that was just fucking people up? A lot. I mean, it's uh, yeah. I mean, n- never did I never would have thought of biomechanics as an 18, 19 year old in college, nor I could say six, seven years ago as a rookie here in the league, I never thought pitching this way. And I'm not saying we get like real scientific with pitching, but like, you know, after being hurt and just a lot of teammates and learning a lot of things like, uh, my viewpoints on pitching have changed quite a bit. Um, I was more of a thrower, I guess, back then. Um, starting to get into the pitching thing now, <laughs> and it's working out. What can you give like a compare contrast uh, with Ethan Katz and Cooper? Like, I love Cooper. He was unbelievable. Um, He's got yeah, a ring so for this socks. For sure, Don Don's very old school, um, big feel yeah. guy, right? The way I, I put Coop is he's a big feel guy, uh, and like, how does it feel, like? How does it feel out of your hand? What does it look like out of your hand? Um, and how do we make that better? With cats, it's like, this is what I see. This is what I see, and these are the numbers. And, I, and not, to, not to mention that's what Coop was too, but like, this is what I see. This is how I can change it, and these are the numbers on your X pitch and X pitch, and this is what this does. So, like, you got numbers and, like, why this happens, and, like, it's more concrete. Like, we can change it and get a result i guess if that makes sense now you use the word feel right there in your no hitter for the like Mm -hmm. i've seen probably 95 percent of your career starts with the white Sox. in your no hitter for the first time in that i can remember and i would guess you would agree with me it's the first time that your changeup was your comfort pitch and that's always been like your third pitch the pitch that you struggle to command and the pitch that you're always yeah. working on. If Carlos Rodon can develop a good changeup, he's going to be an ace, blah, blah, blah. You were working off your changeup, and that's even with your fastball command being pinpoint that entire game. What like, yeah, what did you do over the offseason, or what is it that kind of clicked with your changeup? I mean, it's taken me a while. Um, it's taken me a long time to throw the changeup like that. I think we threw... We threw 27, I want to say, during the no-hitter. Which is over a quarter of the pitches, yeah. Yeah, and we threw half of that with sliders. So we threw probably like 14 sliders. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, the changeup was working that night. Um, And the slider in the beginning was not, if you recall the start. Um, Do you have confidence in your changeup now? Because that's a pitch you can't really fucking throw otherwise. The last pitch of the game was a changeup. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> to give me that out. And it's, it's funny because, and I, I know this is going to eat at you for like ever. You got shoelaced on your slider, which has been your out pitch your entire life. How, like how much is kind of close to where I wanted to throw it, but I didn't want to hit him on the slider. You want that back foot slider I mean, that nobody called, yeah. called a, It is called yeah. a back foot slider to be just, fair. You yeah. don't want it to be literally like how pissed were you? You got it. You were pretty pissed, <laughs> yeah. and you're still pretty pissed, right? Were you mad? Be honest. Honestly, like honestly, um, I threw the pitch, and I heard like you can hear the you barely clip the foot, and I was just like, I just started laughing. You can yeah, go back you got it. You laughing. got to at that point. I was just like, whatever, man. Like, it's not meant to be. It's, so, we got to get the next guy out. <laughs> get him out. Yeah, we got a new. Still got a no hitter. <laughs> do you? Do you honestly though? Do you really care? 
I mean, it's like one of the most rare things in all of sports, but at this point, it's in the, I'm just like, whatever. Like, pfft. is that because of the injuries and stuff? Is it just because you're like, no, not... I just, I, it's, yeah, like, it, it's, it's too much. I, I'm not going to cry Dwell when I get a no yeah. hitter. Like, a consolation prize, no hitters. I almost wish you would have just drilled them right between the numbers. At least, you know, get your nah. money's worth out of it. That's coming know, from the but... fan perspective. Um, I know. When... Dude, it's not like he was like, oh, I wanted to hit me. No, yeah, but... I know. And, like, a lot of Sox fans, I'm sure you saw, were bitching about it because, like, he yeah. didn't get out of the way, he let it hit him. But I don't think he no. did. It was it was just, it was a back foot slider. And... No, I, I had him. I think I had him beat. I mean, he saw like two straight fastballs away, and then when you throw a slider off that, he's just in concrete. Like the slider fooled him; it just hit him on the foot. He, yeah, he almost swung at it. Like yeah. I was praying to God that, yeah, like they appealed <laughs> it to first base, the first base ump, and he just rung him up just because it was an eight zero game at that point. Also, I, that's another. I didn't even have this written down. How pissed were you at Tito Francona for uh, challenging that play at first base that Abreu made? I was actually I mean, pissed because he's an old school baseball guy, and that felt like a little bush league move. The game was over at that point, you know. I don't know. I mean, it's part of the game, dude. I, as a manager, I, 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 on on the opposing side, if I were a manager, and this goes for Roberto Perez as well. Like, if I were in those situations, like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm kind of a dick. Like, I'm probably gonna stay there and let it hit me, and I'm gonna definitely gonna challenge the play because you got to earn that. That's just the way it is. Um, I want to talk about Zach Collins for a quick minute. Zach Collins mm-hmm. has always been a bat first uh, catcher, and watching him catch this year, he's night and day different. He looks like he's yeah. receiving the ball comfortably. He knows the game plan. You guys were working like fucking yin and yang, whatever you want to call it, that entire game. What's what's he done to develop like a rapport with you and the rest of the staff? Very, very, very good. Um, I remember when he first, you know, we first drafted him a couple years after. I mean, he's vastly improved. Uh, definitely a big league catcher now, especially, you know, after the hitter proven. Um, working, I think it's been working with McCann and, and Grandall. Like, those guys have shaped him in the last few years. And you can tell, like, he's totally different, not only – catching and mindset but mindset wise like he's really grown up um and i think you know he's gonna be very good for years to come like he's he's very good back there and how'd you guys celebrate after it you and him and the you rest know, of the dude, team I, you guys see me run the third in that video and i'm just like I, as soon as i did it and everyone was around me i was like oh man i i just totally blew off my catcher <laughs> i wanted to bring that up i totally blew off my catcher um, but in the moment, I just like, you're not even thinking it happens. And that ball hit to yell. I was like, I, I just ran over there because he got the last out and that was that. But oh, like, oh shit. Got ahead of Zach. <laughs> well, what about having to come back and play pitch against the Indians last night? Because, I mean, you yeah, said, hey, dude, you pitch a lot against the Indians. And to look yeah. up his career splits, it's almost twice as many innings as the next team, as the Tigers, which is it was, just preposterous. You've had 17 career starts against the Indians. Yeah, I mean, last night was it was definitely a battle. Um, the first at bat was Luplo, and it was like a nine pitch at bat with a walk. Jesus, first at bat of the game, and I had I walked five five guys last night, and most of them were I don't they, know how many you pitches, battled though six or more. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was I mean, they, they were long at bats. Yeah, 
that was that was a freaking polar opposite game from the no hitter. That was like, oh, we're gonna foul balls off and we're gonna take pitches that are real close. And I was, it was just, it was a different approach than the last time I faced them. Um, oh, they made it hard, dude. They made it real hard. What about competitively for you? Because, I mean, honestly, there's just some great fucking big names in your rotation: Lucas, yeah. Lance, Dallas. Like personally, this offseason, I know you probably want to make a statement that you belong, but like, is there something now inside of you competitively where you're like, you want to be in that fucking mix with those guys? You want to be in the same? For sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Those are three of the better starters, and if not three of the better starters, are not the best part of the best group of starters in our game. Um. Yeah. It's just you know friendly competition. Uh. I think having those guys will push. I mean, pushes a guy like me, and I think it pushes a guy like Cease as well. Or like, where you want to, you know, match the starts they make, um, and I think that's good. I think it's great because it makes a inner competition between the, between the starters and, and pushes you to compete even harder. Because the difference between a good rotation and like a legendary rotation that people talk about, yeah. like ten years later, is the fourth starting pitcher. Like, are you good enough to be with it? The, because there's so many good rotations yeah. over the time where you're like, they have those three fucking guys. But I mean, the ones that have the four fucking guys, that's very rare. I think we could have five. Let's do it. Cease is gonna be <laughs> Cease. Is, he's inching good. along, man. Cease is inching along. Like, yeah, well, slowly. That's the way it works. As Sox fans, like we're we're impatient because there hasn't been any winning for the last decade. And but like if you mm-hmm. watch it from a bird's eye view, Cease, like he's getting there. He he's inching along. He hasn't fully clicked yet, but he's starting to miss a lot more bats. Like he'll snap mm-hmm. off that one slider, and you're like that. You know, gives the hitter the Jimmy legs, and you're just like, holy shit. Like if he puts together like that 100 pitch outing where he goes into the eighth inning, like it's yep. close, but it's not quite there yet. I think it's coming, I mean, as soon as the weather warms up. I know last, what was it, like 30 degrees last night? It looked miserable out there. Yeah, it was like 37. Yeah, awful. Not fun. But come on, I mean, at the same time, though, you have to like pitching that because it's so much harder to hit. Like, is it harder to hit in that or is it harder to pitch in that? Oh, yeah. I mean, you get, it's way easier to pitch in the cold than it is to hit. You get jammed, it's going to hurt with a wood bat. I hated that shit. What about, you know what, I'm sorry to break up. What about all this velocity stuff? Why is it everybody who comes up now, like when you were getting drafted, it was like, yo, it's this big fucking lefty, sits 95, 97. And now yeah. it's like if you're a lefty that doesn't sit 95, 97, you're not even in the conversation for like be, being a prospect. Um, Guys are younger, man. They're stronger. Uh, I don't really think about throwing hard anymore, though. Bullshit! Come on, you were fucking gassing ninety nine in the ninth inning. You were. Did like, you know that? Everybody, well, that's because the no hitter and you're all amped up. But I mean, last night I was three to five. Yeah, you were ninety three, ninety five last what night. What about people who get nervous about that? Who are like, "Oh fuck, he's sitting ninety four. April arm. So there's different things like with fastballs. Like you can have high velocity, high spin, or you can have high carry, which means, I don't know if you guys know what that is, but a high carry fastball is a fastball that doesn't drop as much. Like gravity doesn't take it down as fast. Like, and there's certain numbers. So guys with like high carry, uh, the way the, the fastball is perceived, it looks like it's almost rising or it stays in the same spot longer. So you can have a guy that throws like 91, like take Gio, like Gio throws like, there's days where he gets up to five, but he's like 91, 94 usually. 
but his uh the carry on this fastball is like 21 inches which means like it's elite it doesn't drop as much which it's perceived like it's rising or it's faster than what it is so it makes it harder to hit so a lot of guys will swing under that his fastball because it carries so much to the plate with that new uppercut but like velocity yeah. isn't always everything huh. but you your your velocity it's 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 been geeked up man it's been fun to watch um i appreciate you coming on we're gonna let you go i know you're making the interview rounds and all that bullshit um we always do this i don't know if you remember <laughs> it but do you have any questions well you you have to have a question for us give it to us it could be anything i have to have a question for you yeah. guys. where's your new office gonna be uh towards wrigley is it gonna be smaller than a closet no it's actually gonna be really nice we're uh we're we're losing that uh that old school scumbag charm i guess hopefully mm-hmm. not though yeah more importantly are you gonna come visit yeah well i like the blue collar guys we're go- we'll have that at heart but we're just gonna have so like go the north actual side where the white collar people are see how it is i mean <laughs> Well, when you guys come play the Cubs this summer, make sure you swing oh, by, right? Yeah, I mean, it's oh, a, yeah. you're you're a guy that actually does stand out to us. It's been a friend of the program for since the beginning. When you uh, when you weren't really good and we weren't really good, we were we were standing <laughs> beside each other. So now that you're we both suck, yeah. Now that you're blowing up and and dominating, we're very happy to see it. Congratulations to all your success. Thank you guys. And good luck. Thank good you. luck. Man. Yeah, keep dominating, man. Let's uh, let's win a division and go on and win a World Series. We'll talk. Man. We'll talk soon, buddy. For sure. All right, that was Carlos Rodon, and I tell you, Dave, nothing gets me horned up. <laughs> Quite like a great starting pitcher performance from a left-handed pitcher. Now, Ed, as the the ipso facto horny go. guy of the room, yep. What do you use when you want to last longer in bed? I use a Roman swipe, Dave. And how do you apply it? <laughs> you just—it's quick and it's fast acting. It's easy to use. I hide it in my wallet. I just rip the top off, Dave. Rub it on the head and the shaft, and I just and let her go to work. Pound well, pound. you got to let it dry first. Don't forget about letting it dry. Yep. And the best part about it is what? It doesn't transfer to your partner, right? It does not. does not transfer to the partner. It's discreet. Mm-hmm. So when the package comes, Dave, I don't want everyone to know that I'm the horniest guy on the podcast. So I could, you know, it's hidden in a box. Dave's got one in his wallet right now. He's reaching for it. There you go. Did you guys know that was in there? I, I mean, I know I know how you operate. Nope, I know you're a Roman guy. You're the least horny guy, so no one expected you to have it, Dave. Um, but yeah, and like that's we true. said, I'm just a completely um, asexual human at this point. It's super easy to use. Take the swipe out of the packet, swipe it on, let it dry. You're good to go. That's it. Uh, stop the old tactic, tactics of, you know, rattling off all 27 straight outs that Carlos Rodon had. All, yes, the other day. exactly. Rattling that off, or you know, thinking about the Kentucky Derby winners. Just go use this. Go to GetRoman.com slash Redline. You get your first month of swipes for just $5 when you choose a monthly plan. That's GetRoman.com slash Redline. Go get some Roman. There you go. Real quick before we tra- uh, transition, now that we're on the topic of horse racing. We are? Still, yes. We, we were talking about horse racing. Right now. I got a future. Chief, what's my future play? I don't know, but I had to hold on to it for you so you wouldn't lose it. Uh, that was me being, uh, me being. I, I mean, that's a lot of money at stake. So I got two horses that qualified for the Derby, one at plus twenty thousand odds and one at plus ten thousand, I believe. And I put forty bucks a piece on them. It's big, pretty big. And mm-hmm. once you get in the Derby, it's anybody's game. They're going to both be long shots, I mean, but um, but they did qualify. I mean, at this future po- cleaning chimneys. At this point, I think they'll both be about plus seven to eight hundred, and I got them at ten thousand and twenty thousand. So. Okay, that's um, not bad. It's not bad. 
I'm Ooh, really what's, what's, my, what's my handler's fee? I'll give you... Oh, there will be a handler's okay. fee. Okay. They right. need to negotiate it right now. What, what is it? 10%. I thought it was closer to 40. You know what? I'll give you 5%. I, I would prefer 10. Five, take or leave it. It would be you a got, real shame if that thing went missing. It, I mean, you I can't have do all that. the <laughs> I do have this is nine nine tenths. You can't do that. I think I can you legally nine tenths of the law. Is that actually legal? What I think so. If I go to cash it in, were they going to say this isn't yours? No, but I mean, you can't. They'd be stealing. It's in my possession. But I'm telling you in public right, right now. Right. 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 The, right. the, the horse is saying. called uh, Mandalown, and uh, I forget the other one's name. I'll get it to you guys later, though. Oh, great, great segment, Dave. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, Great I had segment. I you had to. I had to. No, fucking I had these two horses. I don't know what their names are. Mandalown and uh, Sweet Dreams or something. I forget. <laughs> One and a half. I mean, it's just so unprepared. I didn't know I was going to be talking about how I could be fucking a rich man. No, you, you brought it up. You a made yourself weeks. talk about it. No one said what were your two horses. You stopped the show. You said now that we're talking well, about we horse racing, we were on the topic of horse racing. That was before an uh, Download twenty stable minute interview. <laughs> And, and then we did the interview, and then we came out. We so got Joey Molinar <laughs> on the house. <laughs> you are fucking What did you think shocked. of the Carlos Rodon interview, Dave? I'm shocked, dude. Carlos Rodon is a fucking horse right now. Oh, He's no a more fucking horses. horse. Horses, man. Can't He's get away. He's a fucking horse. Dude. And my favorite part, like I told him, like he Time. talked about is how he's working off his changeup. Now, Carl, what? you're a changeup enthusiast. I am a changeup enthusiast. <laughs> I'm a changeup enthusiast. Sorry. What does it Never mean mind. to work off a changeup? Explain to the listeners. Well, I mean, you throw a good changeup, you get the guy out in the next pitch. You don't have to, you know, like a good changeup should then create, you know, maybe one or two pitches afterwards where you can really get somebody out. So even if you don't get somebody out with your changeup, you can pitch off of your changeup because if you throw a good changeup, then you, you're, all your other pitches look that much better. A good changeup makes everything else look better. Carl, you're a circle change guy? What, uh, what no, I mean, there's a, not a cha- you can ask. Here's a great story. You can ask 10 pitchers how to throw a changeup, and you'll see 11 different grips. So yep. I don't if it's a, if it's a split change, if it's a circle change, if it's a fucking little fork ball change that Tom's uncle used to throw back in the 70s in the Brooklyn Leagues. There's a lot of different changeups you could throw. But Carlos Rodon throwing 27 changeups when he came into the big leagues, a lot of people would say – Hey, that guy's got a great fastball slider. If he ever wanted to be a really good pitcher, though, he'll figure out his changeup, which he should figure out. So if he's crossing that bridge now, it's better late than never. Yeah, it's better late than never. But like that, like early in his career, he'd give like I don't know one or two show me changeups a game, just kind of to. He would throw it just to say threw it. He would throw it to see like is it on today? And, and I actually didn't like hearing that never from him on. in the interview. And I got to get this back to him. I didn't like. And I know that pitchers do this, but I thought he'd be past this point where he's like, well, I didn't really have my slider in the first inning. It's like, come on, dude. You had your slider. Fucking throw it. Fucking throw it. But I know what they say. It's like sometimes you get on sometimes you get on the bullpen mound and your slider is sharper than other days. And I get that. I, I personally know that feeling from being an amateur, but it's like, dude, you're Carlos Rodon. Like, you can throw your fucking slider. And, and that's, like, my favorite part. Like, in that. He's very human. In that uh, no-hitter. He, I think he said he threw 17 sliders total. Like it was clear that he was still a two pitch pitcher. And if he has a game in the next month or throughout the course of the rest of the season, whenever it is, where he is on and he has the feel of all three pitches, he's got legitimate Cy Young shit. And and like you said, Carl, like there's good rotations. They have three good pitchers. 
the four and fives are usually the guys that you just hope to get you through five, six innings and give it to the bullpen with the game hopefully still in reach to mm-hmm. win. And right now, he's been their best pitcher. And, and, he's, and not he, to be too nostalgic, but Matt Clement was that guy for the Cubs. There you Cubs go. For That's a, a good bit. example. I mean, they, yeah. And that actually was like, for the Cubs, historically, you think of the great rotations that they've had. Even when they won the World Series, and then the year after that, when they had lack, like, or um, mm-hmm. you know, when they traded for Quintana, he never really was the fourth guy they thought they would be. But if you had to say, like, boo, man, fucking that Cubs rotation, the nasty one would be the one with Zimbrano, Clement, Kerry Wood, Mark Pryor, and yeah. Eddie. I know that that touches home with you. That's the rotation, man. Ted yeah. Lilly. I mean, Ted Ted Ooh. Lilly was fucking sweet. Yeah, I love it. But that was like oh eight, oh eight, oh nine. Those were sad times. Now the Cubs rotation. These days is much different. Jake Arrieta is the only pitcher with an ERA under five right now, yeah. which is okay because I actually, I think we talked about the starting pitchers like don't expect that much, but you'll see these five guys, maybe Alec Mills make a couple starts here and there. They they should be in the mix throughout the course of the season. You you really shouldn't see like a guy miss much time. We're recording this at noon on Wednesday. You got Davies tonight against the Mets. Mm-hmm. Do we know if the wind is blowing in or out? I feel like he's just going to fucking. I mean, the last two yeah. outings of his 10, 10 runs? 10, I mean, he's just fucking not good. Yeah, no, I think he actually benefited last year from having the season start later and in pitching under unique circumstances. And I don't have his numbers in front of me, but I would say historically he's not going to be good in April. But I bet his fucking June, July, and August is about as good as is probably on trend with Kyle Hendricks, and that's because you're a fastball, you know, sinker, changeup guys, and those guys just get better over the season. Mm. They're like endurance runners that get better as the race goes on. That's good. So I'm not nervous about the lineup, or I mean about the starting pitching. I'm nervous about Javi Baez having third. What did I say, Chief? Didn't I say, like, how, you know, I'm not that upset about Javi Baez yet? Last week. It was last week. I'm like, because mm-hmm. he can look worse. Yeah. He looks worse. Right. He got I wasn't going to gonna bring that back up because no, yeah. like he because all he's done is strike out since we recorded the podcast yeah. last week. It's really crazy, man. I love Javi Baez. I know there's a lot of Sox fans that fucking hate him. Someone tweeted this uh, stat today: Cor- Corbin Burns on the season's got 38 strikeouts, no walks. Javier Baez has 31 strikeouts and one walk. That's a, that's. But what does that mean if Ross says he wants Javi to be Javi? Then I don't like. Isn't that? I think that means he's. So he's saying is that Javi is beyond. I mean, he's he's to the point where it's like, look, Golden Sombrero, those stats that you just said, we're still gonna fucking, we're not gonna make any changes for him because when he turns the when he turns the corner, then it's just gonna be totally different. When did we record the podcast last? Wednesday, Wednesday. the fourteenth. All right, since we've recorded the podcast, he's three for nineteen, hmm. and. That means he's made 16 outs. Yep. 13 have been by strikeout. <sighs> Woof. I just uh, like yeah. I feel like this happens in baseball more than any other sport where guys just lose it. Like he's he's so lost right now and it's not like he aged or anything like that. He's he just He should be in his prime. Right. That's what I'm saying. And he's a disaster it's been a decline. Yeah. It's been it was a decline. A, it wasn't even a decline. He fell off a fucking cliff. He, he what he was runner up for MVP? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, and, and Yelich had an unbelievable year that Right. Year. In a normal yeah. year he probably would He would have won it right. any other year. Yeah. I That's think Yelich had 50 is, bombs that year. Yeah, he's slugging 433. I mean, he was like trying to climb 200 Sitting 200, that's a good fucking split. 
two thirty on the which is I mean that just two thirty on the if average you want to get really really analytical, all that says is he's gonna fucking face plant because his babips probably through the roof right now. All it's saying is that he can't make fucking contact, and when he does make contact, the ball's a fucking rocket. I I mean I got absolutely nothing. I got he stinks. How's that? He's guessing slider. He's guessing fastball. They're hitting him in the bottom of the order. He probably doesn't like hitting behind Jock Peterson either. Although, Jeez. does he really have a fucking say in the matter? You know, there's I, nowhere you can put him. Jason Hayward has to hit seventh. David Bodie has to hit eight. I guess you could flip flop David Bodie and Javi Baez. What a fucking white flag move that'd be. You know, it was a real rude awakening that I didn't like last night. I get back to the hotel and I'm watching like the seventh, eighth, ninth, and they mm-hmm. didn't have marquee, so I'm watching on ESPN. <sighs> and Jock Peterson's up. And Carl Ravitch just says, oh, they bring in Jock Peterson uh, to fill Kyle Schwarber's spot, and he's a better left fielder than Kyle Schwarber. And that, I mean, like, I was, I, I'm not going to argue whether that's true or not because I'm a Schwarber guy, you know, but it was just like a sour, like, fuck, that really sucks. Because that's how the national media perceives the situation. <laughs> I mean, they're both actually not having good seasons at all. The, di- the difficult thing with Schwarber is I actually think that the organization got sick of him, which is kind of sad. He's so lovable, though. I, know. I was going to say. Wait, here's why they got sick of him. Make your adjustments, dude. Uh, if you're making the same mistakes in 2020 that we've been telling you about since 2017, yeah. like you do everything else you do well, but you got you can't be swinging upstairs. You know, you have to be more aggressive when fastballs are on the outer half of the plate. Like stuff that would be really easy for a hitter to – I shouldn't say easy, but you'd expect Kyle Schwarber to get better at it. There's the a time. path. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think after a while they're just like, fuck it, dude. We're sick and tired of you swinging through this shit so you could hit 40 home runs. So that doesn't apply to Javi? Now nah, the difference with Javi, though, I guess they offered him $180 million. You can make money off Javi, though, a lot of money off Javi. He's like the most. So if, if we want to look at the Cubs and say, are they going to make a, bi- a business decision or a baseball decision, which one do you think? Business. Business. Okay, so then if they're going to resign point, somebody, yeah. then they're going to be like, we're going to pay Javi 180. They probably think they can make a fortune off him, and that 180 would be what seven years. But aren't you at this point like, aren't you worried that you're just how long can you make? This money? was last off season. No, I know, but it, like it, you'd essentially at this point, it would be like you're just trying to make money off the memory of him. Yep. Well, going so, into actually, to be fair, to be fair, going into 2020 when they offered this extension, Javi was a career 273, 10, mm-hmm. 484. Yeah. Hitter. Okay. He had a one. He hadn't even crossed the idea. His low, his worst season, yeah, was his rookie year, two thousand sixteen, yeah. when they won the World Series, and he played all over the infield. What do you think is a fair or reasonable number for him now? Right now, none. Yeah, nothing. Nothing, dude. He has. I don't want to say he's fucked himself because I know it works his dick off and. He doesn't want to be as bad as he is because, and and I feel for him because hitting a baseball is fucking hard and. You start getting in your own head when you're when you're struggling, especially when you've seen a lot of success as a hitter. Like a hundred, going from 180 million to maybe signing a two year, 20 million dollar deal in the second year as a club option, something like that. Whew, that's a like that's that's got to be tough to stomach. Like you're thinking about that on top of, oh, how do I get out of this slump? You know, you're you're taking all the off the field shit, uh, all the contract shit, and then. That just compounds with all the on the field shit, with his struggles. That's got to be really tough for him to stomach. So like, I don't know how you handle that mentally. Yeah, like, that's got to be fucking driving him crazy right it now. It probably is. I think he probably just, you know, what could help him would be like a long fucking road trip in some hot states. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. 
I, I agree with that. Remove I do the MLB agree with that. logo tattoo from your neck. You gotta earn it back. That's, that's mean, fucked up, Ed. Ed. What? That's really that's fucked so up. That's so mean. What do you mean that's, that's mean? the meanest you know thing I've ever heard you say. He also had it before he so even played in the major leagues, too. Yeah. So, like, so he yeah. already has like, I need. Yeah. I feel like he should get another one on his forehead. Like, he can't see the like. He can't be swaggy because he can't see his own. He forgot that tattoo was there. Like, he's got to. He's like, like David Ross said, he's got to let Javi be Javi. And I, part of that is just being like the swaggiest guy in all of baseball. Guys are throwing more fastballs. T- more tattoos. Can you still yeah. tag people really cool? Shut the fuck up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was, uh, hey, Craig, that was a troll. Craig Kimbrell is fucking awesome. Yep. How did that happen? <laughs> Can, How did that happen? Because his curveball has always been awesome. And no, he's just he's commanding his fastball. So he's throwing his fastball in the zone. So they, he shortened his arm up, uh, and his mechanics look more fluid. He looks like he lost a couple pounds. Like, he just looks a little cleaner. He's got the flow too. As a Thank as a flow guy it. myself, I uh, I think you know the hair. Yeah, is like what's up a, with that? How long? Yeah, how, been a tell me about guy. your hair. I mean, I just like it. I'm growing it out. Too. How long have you? When's the last time you like? October 2019. Okay. Damn. Yeah. So going on. Are you like waiting for the Cubs to win another World Series? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, eliminated. Yeah. I mean, you look like fucking. What's his name? Gandalf. I thought you were Garth. Jesus. You're thinking of Garth from. I tell you, drafted Jesus in a fight. No, we're thinking of Garth from Wayne's World. That's how long it's going to go. I was, to I, was playing, I was playing Euchre in a Euchre League the other week, and this fucking drunk guy who I was playing against, he kept looking at me, and I was like, okay, what's going on? And then finally he just goes, Garth. And I said... <laughs> Did you say party on? Yep. <laughs> I, I missed an opportunity there, but I was like, yeah. But he's like, I knew it. I, that's what I was searching for. And I was like, nice, dude. You fucking got it. it. Did you? <laughs> do you have a Dana Carvey impersonation? I mean, Dan Carvey impersonates everybody. Yes. So, no, I mean, that would just be like all the impressions that he does you know, of everybody else. Impersonation yeah. inception. Yeah. Mm. That, that's See, my me mind. Me impersonating Dan Carvey impersonating exploded. Tom Brokaw. You yeah. know what I mean? Be like, that can you do Will Ferrell's Harry Carey? I think a more, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a more appropriate question would be, do you, have a, do you have a spot in the Euchre League for Eddie? Eddie likes leagues. I like Euchre, too. Euchre's Dude, fun. Euchre's fun, man. Euchre's I a lot of fun. I, we used to play it on the bus. Is that fair? No, I I love I, I like leagues. I've actually never played euchre though. Euchre's fun. No, I don't think it take a while either. to to learn. Yeah, right? it, it takes a minute. It's fun though. I'll but tell you, you league I'm in on though. MLB The Show 21 is out, boys. Oh my goodness, it's is out. it really? It's available on PS5, PS4, and for the first time, Xbox Series X, Series S, and Xbox One. You can get it from GameStop in store or online with free same day delivery. Whether you're looking to truly complete compete or kick back and play. Pick up your new pastime from the experts at GameStop and own the show however you want. Experience cross-gen, cross-play between Xbox and PlayStation. Pick your favorite postseason moments or run your ball player through the paces to keep improving your stats. Play your game and step up to the plate all your own. The stadium creator or next-gen consoles. Uh, your favorite game just got to change up. Head to GameStop and get MLB The Show 21 now. That's very important in the gaming community. I know none of us are huge, huge gamers. Dave is. Oh, yeah, you're right. You played a lot last year, but cross-platform is huge. Yeah. You, I didn't even know you could do that. Huge. I had no be- idea you could do that until quarantine started. I'm like, all right, well, I'll start you know, figuring it, out a way to put out content. And we, I hooked up with Smitty. I was playing fucking PS4 against him on a PC, against people on, on Xbox. It was like wild. That seems That's like big. it should be impossible. I know. Why yeah. would they do that? But, but you I don't can. know anything about it. No, but the, it's the, the games the, that control it, though. The important mm-hmm. thing was MLB The Show was only PlayStation exclusive for so yeah. long. Oh, so this is a big difference. Right. Okay. And everyone says, you know, sports games, like some people are upset with how they're... MLB The Show mm-hmm. has like really stayed true. 
I so that's good. That's a good. I one. am on the record as saying I don't like sports video games. Like I never really got into man. I was more the like the, the Zelda and shit. But the the show is much different. The show is fucking awesome. It's not you're not just playing games. You can like breed a fucking player, take them from single A all the way up to the majors, try to like you win world breed them. Yeah, well, you actually do. Horse guy. Horse guy, yeah. <laughs> that is the horse guy in me speaking. Big but, horse guy. Um, it is a fucking great video game. And now if you have anything on top of PlayStation, you can play it, and I highly recommend there it. All right, play, play MLB The Show now while Chris Bryan Wilson Contreras are still Cubs before we trade him. Don't say that's that. That's sad. What? What? I mean, that's got to be happening, right? I got yeah. fucking and Ravage talking shit about Schwarber, and then now I got you saying Willie and KB I mean, are gone. Just let me, you know, I mean, just let me enjoy my time in Chicago. This isn't regularly. a nostalgic podcast. I regret to inform you, this is very much a... Forward-looking progress. Yeah, we, we're very much trying to deal with our emotions. Mm-hmm. And my emotions have been dragged and shot and beaten to where I'm at now. So They're probably going to trade... And I'll say this before we get out of this, because we, we got to get to Blackhawks, because I do... <laughs> I I'm do, angry. I do feel I'm like angry. I can sniff there's some fucking tension about these Hawks. But I, I do think the, the Cubs, unless Javi gets going, and, and it's like, yeah, they could win 80 fucking seven games. They're going to trade KB and Wilson. And they're playing well enough to get traded a lot, so just keep cheering for good individual performances. But really, if, if you're a Cubs fan, you want the team to be in the playoffs – the path is through Javi, mm-hmm. but if Javi keeps doing this, it's a fucking waste of time. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I and knew KB was, yeah. I knew KB was gone anyways. Right. We talked about that, but He's then Wilson sure. on top. I mean, mm-hmm. that's you know, Wilson, you'll get a haul for. I think He's killing yeah. it right now. He's too, awesome, and, and he's and people yeah. like the leadership He's and all awesome. that stuff. He's, he's the type of guy who can come in and make a difference right away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like everything you want in a catcher. Like he's, yep. I love that guy. Yep. You okay, Joey? I didn't tell what you it, wanted it, to hear. It, it, it's good that you guys are talking Blackhawks now because I don't really know shit about hockey, so I'm just going to sulk over here. Okay. Uh, no, but well, it's like this is like you guys are calling me Frank sulk. the Tank Jr. This is exactly why the Cubs doing what the Cubs are doing right now with all this underperform, mm-hmm. all these underperforming players like Javi. Oh, you're wasting time, dude. The window is open and closed really quickly. The Cubs got one in 2016, and we're sitting 2021. And we're talking about selling these players off. I don't want to be in this position. 2018 Bears, man. Like, I do not want to be in this position where in Football 2026, we're yeah. fucking looking back. The White Sox haven't won one. It's like, oh, they wasted all these guys. Now they're looking to trade Luis Robert off. That's the like worst possible case scenario for me. So, yeah, okay. I am going to freak out a little bit right, at a 9-9 nine nine start. No one's mad at you. Mm-hmm. That's just how it oh, is. Oh, last spin zone. It is amazing the Cubs are 7-9. Through 16 games being this bad. It is amazing yeah. that they won seven games. Now we're so talking. I say that. So you want a little spin zone? It's amazing they're seven. They can't possibly play worse, and they're only seven wins out of removed. that. Yeah. They're a game removed from being 500. Let's do it. Uh, Blackhawks are dead. They're super fucking dead. And it's like they were dead the whole time, but they were a fun team that worked hard, and I I do kind of think everybody hit a rookie wall. And I'm glad we got to talk about the trade deadline and talk about Stan positively last week because this week I get to go back to, like, my roots and be like, this guy fucking stinks. And that's that's the part where it just drives me crazy. People on the Internet are telling me, like, oh, how can you complain? you got three cups in 11 years. Fuck you. Like, this window ended so much earlier than it had to. 
And it's just like incompetence. And it, and like they did it to themselves. They had all these guys. Why are you pointing a finger at me right now? Because I'm called you, Frank. You call me Frank, but it is incompetence. <laughs> it is incompetence. And like they, you know, you trade. You don't know what you have. You get rid of good guys and good people like Quenville and you know Pete Hassan. You know he's been let go. The senior vice president of marketing. So <gasps> they have like these. Whoa. They have yeah. these organizational like they're just continually habitually keeping the wrong people who have devastated the organization. And then you know. People are like, oh, well, it's been you know, three cups in 11 years. Well, you know what happened before that? 50 fucking years of darkness. They didn't even have the games on TV. So I'm allowed to be upset when the team is in the shitter when they shouldn't be because things are going to get worse. You know how I know that? Because they almost always have been. So I'm, we're staring into like a future abyss of darkness. And then they bring some fucking carpetbagger out to do the game over the weekend, some guy from Colby's fucking what's-his-face, and he's saying like all the positives to take away from getting your shit kicked in by Detroit in an absolute must-win if you're going to make the playoffs. And they lost that game. And he's like, well, they had a lot of positive draw. No one wants to fucking hear that. Just and it, it, It's on the heels of Danny Wirtz coming on this podcast and everywhere else and the letter and saying like, hey, we're going to be transparent with the fans. We're going to get right with the fans. You know, this is going to be, you know, we're going to go through a little transition phase, this and that. And then the, all the statements that we hear about are how great, the, how great Stan is. They're not that great. You know, they have these draft picks. Well, they haven't been able to turn their, all these. They've had a lot of draft picks. They haven't won a playoff series since the Stanley Cup in 2015. They've had a lot of time to, like, retool, add to the add to the depth chart, add to the prospects, and they have a bottom third uh, prospect pool. They have one guy currently that I would say is a bona fide future all-star, and that's Kirby Doc. I love Ian Mitchell. He's not, like, a Norris guy. Bolquist is as lost as he's ever been. He hasn't developed what? He's not a Norris guy, Mitchell. Yeah, no. I mean, it's hard to be a Norris yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I know, I know, but I know, but I yeah. know, I know, I, I get yeah. that. But I just didn't know because we were so high on him. No, and, and but like when I'm still high on him, it's like when you guys are talking about like baseball prospects or things like that. I'm really high on Ian Mitchell, and I do think he'll eventually be a top four. So you play him 21 minutes a night, something like that, and you and you rely on him in all situations, and he's going to be a very nice player. And they got, but he's not going to be like a Duncan Keith, where it's like. Hey, we have our guy in the back end. He's ready to fucking go, mm-hmm. and like we have our team. Like they need they need guys that are better than Ian Mitchell to compete. Like he can be. I'm very high on him to be a piece of the puzzle. I want him here. He's a good player. He's not this like, piece. He's not he's a piece. He's a exactly. Dave, well said. Thank and you. so they have like you know, and we had Pat Boyle on last week, and where it's like, well, you know, I got this guy, I got that guy, they got other, you know, it's like he said that they need. Uh, he's like they just need to find out like the, you know another ten players. It's like ten players. That's like two thirds of the that's forty percent of the roster. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, it's gonna, it's how do you replace ten fucking guys? And you know, and and that's what they need to do. They have a lot of guys who are eh, a lot of guys who are fine. And they, you know, they're selling all these things. They're like, oh, get season tickets, be part of the experience. What experience is that? Be honest, if they win tonight and Friday, are you? No, no, they're not going to win tonight and Friday. Promise you that. They're not going to win. So they have two more against Nashville. I said they had to win four out of five of those games, take eight out of ten points, and then they lost that first one to Detroit. They rebounded. They beat Detroit. Detroit is one of the worst teams in the league and have been, and they were sold at the deadline to make themselves worse. And so you can't have a split in that situation. You only have ten games to go. So you needed those points. And then you got Nashville is like the hottest fucking team in the world. You know, they lost to them on, what was that, Tuesday night, I guess. And then they're they're playing uh, two more games this week. I Maybe they'll get one of those. I don't know. But, like, it doesn't matter because now Dallas can't lose either. So, realistically, the Hawks are probably going to finish not fourth, 
not fifth, probably sixth in the division. And they're right back in the lottery, and they're just going to talk about how, how bright the future is because Kirby Doc has nine goals in his career. And it's like, and I like Kirby Doc, but it's like there's a big difference between Jonathan Taves and a guy at that level or Ryan Getzloff or all these people that he's mentioned in the same breath as versus what he's done early on in his career. Jonathan Taves at the same age, I guess maybe the same same year, if you're like Jonathan Taves is a rookie, Patrick Kane is a rookie, other superstars, McDavid, those guys come in right away and produce big. And I really like Kirby Doc. I think he's going to be a very good player for a long time. Again, I'm not sure he's the guy. Like you need to have like a same thing with all the other sports. He's he's not Crosby McDavid. Like he's not like those types of guys. So he's he's a tick below, which is great. Like he can still be like a, a number one type center. But it's like they have even even a guy that I have super high on, I'm not like convinced that he's just this Hall of Fame type guy that they're that they talk about him with these other superstars. So Kenny Taves got three years left after this on their deal. Who I knows who knows what Taves has. That's what um, I was gonna say. I know obviously I don't want to speculate on what's mm-hmm. going on, but I will say like they kinda need to know what's going on with him. Yeah, like, and, and, and you know he's out all of this year, so they have uh, twenty one, twenty two season, and then the twenty two, twenty three. Those yeah, two more years. Two more years at that with Taves and Kane at that ten and a half number. Yes. Um, so yeah, like that that changes if he's truly done. You know, the, the rumors out there are just flying all around that he's skating now. So like yeah. I like, but I don't know if that's true or not. And um, but it's literally, I think it's almost impossible to talk about the future until you know what's going on with him. It's so weird because no one even, like, talks about it anymore. I know. It's crazy. And it's like this is a guy who's making up almost 13% of your salary cap. Now, it doesn't count this year because he's on long-term IR, but it's a big cap hit, and he is a bona fide number one center, and he's been great the last few years. I But, again, when he comes back after a year off. You don't know what you got out of him. Exactly. Yeah. So he's 32. He's going to be turning 33, I think, this month, or maybe he just turned 33. Um so whatever it is. I, whatever, yeah. So his um his birthday is April 29th. So he's about to turn 23 in the next, you know, next couple of weeks. And it's just, you know, so it, even if he does come back, then you only have two more years and you don't know what type of player you're going to get. So I love Jonathan Taves like he's one of my all-time favorite athletes ever. But it's just it's one of those things where it's just like we're in this weird spot with him and the team and it's just that's why I get so mad that they wasted the last five years of these primetime superstar Hall of Fame guys. They can't put a team around them to to win a single fucking playoff series since 2015. If you're not mad about that, then you got your head in the sand because after these guys are gone, it's not like they're just going to come back with new guys. Like even like the Penguins who had like Lemieux and Yager. They almost had like went defunct as a fucking franchise until Crosby and Malkin came in. So like there's like this there's always going to be like this time where it's like dark days are ahead after the great days, and they fucked up the last five years of what should have been like this continuation of golden era. I'm not saying they have to win a Stanley Cup. It's hard once you start paying those guys. But if you have guys that are that good, it shouldn't be this hard to supplement them with supporting cast members that are good enough to be at least be in the mix. They haven't even been close. And then, um, and especially they already had those guys in the fold. Tara Vinan's one of those guys. Panarin's one of those guys. Philip Dono is one of those guys. Like they've had good enough players that they drafted and developed and then just gave up on. And, you know, Yoke Haru, like he, he's been struggling a little bit with Buffalo. He's still like probably at the NHL level equally as productive or maybe a little bit better than Bolquist, uh, especially defensively. So it's like 
you just you just didn't you didn't do a good job. Like he just Sam Bowman did not do a good job, and he was giving all those players the Bufflins, the Seabrooks, the Jalmersons, the Sharps, all those guys. By, he inherited them by Dale and and then uh, um, Smith was GM before Dale, and so it's like, yeah, did he get Froelich and a couple of these other pieces to to keep the run going to fifteen? Yes, but overall, like those guys, hosts, all those guys were so good that it's almost like you can't fuck that up. Yeah, like kind of, kind of. You can't yeah. fuck that it, up. It's I like, could do that. I don't know if think about like, oh, go, I don't go, know if you could do it. But many, but you like, get my you, point, though. yes, yeah, like it's, it's, he should, like, they should have had much more success. Like, and I'm not saying like they win three more cups on top of the three, but they, with those guys being that good, Patrick Kane's still a top five player in the league. He's, people are talking about him for MVP. He's not, not even going to come close to the playoffs. So it's, and and the guy the young guys that they have none of them are going to develop like Brandon Hagel I love Brandon Hagel he's playing the second line even when he like reaches his potential he's a fourth liner like he's a fourth liner on a good team so people are talking about these young guys like they're all oh, they're going to step up and they're going to become stars they're not they're going to get a little bit better they don't have any guys that are like thank God we have him like pencil him in the top six forever except for except you know the Brinkett and Doc and that's it so it's it's sad and it really like I get angry with people when they tell me like oh you shouldn't complain. I'm going to complain. Oh, yeah. I just got out of an era where the games weren't even on TV. Then we had a great run, and now we're going into, who knows, another 50 years of darkness because there's no, there's no signs that show me that this organization is run competently. What would you say would be the fastest way to be competitive again? I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know because it's, I know you hate hearing it, but trade Kane. Trade to Brinkett. I, but just fucking but who's execu- scorched earth rebuild. Who, who's executing those trades? I mean, see, this is like, I, and forgive me if this like is a poor analogy. He traded Panarin and got Saad and then traded Saad and got Zadorov, and now Zadorov is a bum, and he's probably either not going to get re-signed or drafted in the expansion draft. So, so he got nothing for him in that. Uh, yeah, but, for, I mean, for I'm, talking, I'm talking, I mean, Saad, Saad was a good player. I, I mean, any, he's a mm-hmm. solid player. Mm-hmm. But someone like Patrick Kane, like Chris Sale was traded, you could have executed a Chris Sale trade because... Chris Sale is Chris Sale. Yeah. You say, hey, I want this top prospect, this top prospect, this one, and this one. And that's what it is. And if you want it, here's Chris Sale. If not, that's the price. I, like, couldn't I, you do that with someone as good as DeBrinkett and Kane? And to a uh, lesser extent, Keith and these guys? Keith, no, because he's, he's, he's going to be old, 38. Of course, yeah. And same thing with, with Kane. Like, I do think Kane will be good, like, forever. He, like, he Patrick seems like Marlowe, Patrick Marlowe just uh, broke. Uh, Gordy Howe's games played record with like seventeen hundred something games. I think Kane, like he just crossed a thousand, so he need another eight nine years. Like he never misses time. Like he never gets hurt. He takes care of himself. Like he, I think Kane will be good for a long time. Whether or not that's here, I don't know. But he's he's a fantastic player, and I. But it's they're wasting him. And like but I went, did you do, but couldn't you theoretically trade him? <sighs> but it's like I don't even know. Accrue like, all this, all this, like this, these draft pick capital. Yeah. So, like, uh, if you look at the Avalanche, the yeah, Avalanche are one of the best teams in the league right now, and they got that way largely by drafting and developing, but they also traded away um, Matt Duchesne, who is, like, a younger player, nowhere near as good as Kane, but younger. Like, Kane, like, who, are you giving up four first-round picks or, or, like, top prospects for a guy who's turning 33 himself soon? I don't know. So it's like they might have missed the window to get that big haul. Yeah. And if they were going to do the full rebuild, they should have started either in 2015 or if they were going to trade Panarin – that's the treasure trove because they traded Panera when he was 24 and you could have, and he had two years at a reasonable number. You could have gotten a fucking haul for him then like a true rebuild 
let's just like kind of do what Boston did, kind of do it. You know, they traded Sagan. Rebuild on the fly. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't do that. And they traded a one for one. They played, they, Panarin's first year at $6 million, they paid him $3 million to play against him. Like he, they, like he had the overage bonus, so they were paying $3 million to thin air while he was lighting it up in Columbus. So it's just like they just fucked up everywhere, every single possible way along the way. And now it's like this is what we're left with, which is a crater of shit, and it's not going to get any better anytime soon. The end. Fuck this. Team. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of sad. Hey, yeah. you, you had a fun year, though. You watched all the games. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you got I, three I, cups out of it. <laughs> fuck you guys. Yeah, no, I love, I love the team. I love watching the team. I like the guys. It's just the the management is just for shit. Let me ask you, Chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, me and Alex Nylander, pretty, pretty mm-hmm. similar, huh? Pretty, uh, now that you point that out, I kind of hate your guts because I hate his guts. <laughs> you hate Alex Nylander? Su- yeah, he well, like, he hasn't Nylander, and he hasn't he hasn't Nylander? played at all this year. But he's just Thank like you for the correction. Yeah, by the way. yeah. I, you know, I want I, I want you to be accurate when you're running around Chicago talking about it. people mistake you, and you're like, no, I'm not that guy. I mean, look at that. There's you know? a lot of similarities. I'm that's, not going to lie. There is uh, a lot of similarities. That's pretty yeah. good, man. The black hat when I got that on, if you had a little mm-hmm. bit more flow, that's pretty spot on. I, now, it is huh? pretty good. We got to throw a hockey helmet on you and like. Have it take a That's picture. what I'm saying. All yeah. these motherfuckers sending me these doppelgangers of me looking like you know some fat fuck, and I'm like, look at this Alex Nylander guy. He's a good looking dude. That's who I look like. That it, I don't know if you want to look like him, but I mean, he's a better looking dude than you know. Yeah. I get these people in the voice and shit that people send me. You know, so I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather take him. Yeah. No, but he's he's another example of a bad trade by Stan Bowman. I yeah. I mean, the, it's it be honest with you. Or anything, yeah. So no. No. You know, I just I hear that name and I get like a reflex where I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. I fucking hate him. <laughs> I hate that Bob Barker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like he started skating this week, and I'm like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, I'm glad you're healthy, but stay away from this team. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry, damn man. Damn it, Bob Barker. God damn it, I hate Bob Barker. Um, Bulls are out to the playoffs. They suck too. Do you guys even really like the Bulls? I would love to like Bro. the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, we like the Bulls. We like but the Bulls. it's like it's hard to like the Bulls. Eh, it's like the Pacers. Eh, I think yeah. it's getting better though. You can at least see a sense of direction. Yeah, you and see. It's, it's, we're it's all organized. It's just it's it's a slow ship. Yeah, crossing the Atlantic Ocean mm-hmm. right now, and yeah. so it's going to be here. We know it's going to be here, but like we can't make the ship go any faster. It's tramp steamer. Like I, this exactly. is yeah. this I, old ship. Yeah. Big I old need fucking ship. one or two of the Bulls and the Hawks to be good because I don't. I'm not, I'm. Not, everybody knows I'm not a hockey or basketball fan. Yeah, I don't know. And, I think a lot of people. But I use those two sports. I use those two sports. To get you through the winter. To get me through the winter. And Mm -hmm. both the Hawks and the fucking Bulls stink, so it's like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck? Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Join a fucking bowling league. Parlaying the Blackhawks' success over that 10-year run. Into spring, let's and call it a six-year run because that's what it was. Six or whatever it was. We're, I hate we're honestly, we don't have all right. We have to we have to tighten this up just a second because we do have a we have a packed house. And we do have to get to probably the biggest thing, which is the NFL draft. And Not so, really, though. I, next know week we're gonna, I know we are. I know, get to but it. next so week I'm just saying, like be. as we as we go through this, because we gave the white Carlos Rodon was on. We had a lot of time with the White Sox. Got in the Cubs. Chief, I'm sorry that you're this upset about the Blackhawks. And it does kind of touch a note with how I was talking about the Cubs last week, mm-hmm. that you're just never in this chair does it feel like you can 
build momentum. Well, and it's like you also just want to tell the truth. And I was happy with what Stan did at the deadline. So I had to like say the things that he when he does things well, I want to say that. But then it's like a week goes by and they're in the shitter and they're losing these important games. And but if it, they win those important games, you, know, you don't abide by yellow journalism. Like if you beat the Preds don't. and you beat the Red Wings, yeah. If they took four out of five, I would be singing to like I like. Yeah, we all happy. know like the merry-go-round is stopping with this team. Either you're going to get smoked by the Lightning in the first round, but at least you'd have a, like another month of fun, or it's now. And I didn't expect it to be against one of the worst teams in the league, which mm. is the Detroit Red Wings. So that's that's the part that really stings. And then, like I said, like even if they beat Nashville, like Dallas Dallas has caught them too. So what build, are you going to do? Build the momentum. At yeah. least we're trying to. Mm. You know, sucks. But Bears? Ed. Yeah, not a lot. There's just nah. going to be next week. We're going to talk some NFL draft. We're going to have a guest on. So I'm excited for that. Uh, but, you know, pretty firm. John Clayton's calling in? I'm not trying to have that. <laughs> I would up. love him. He looks like the Tales from the Crypt guy. <laughs> Who's you guys remember that <laughs> oh, TV yeah, show? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First time I ever heard that. I guess. He does, though. <laughs> yeah. He's I, joking. I do. I will say everyone I'm, I'm teeing myself really? up for this. Yeah. We'll get into this next week. I am convinced that Nagy and Pace are going to move for a quarterback. It's a good chance. Yeah. See, I saw. Pace, hey, I saw. You know Nagy I, was. I'm uh, all for it. Who do we want, Ed? Ed? What'd you see? The, who do we, Dave? If you're all for it, you tell me. I mean, no. I'm. I'm all for it. Let's get a fucking quarterback Why? in this house that we can be pissed off at in a fucking two years and say who we drafting next. I love that. I, like I, I don't know anything different other than hating the Bears quarterback. Like I've never liked. Oh, well, Cutler a couple years, but. I've never liked a Bears quarterback at this point. Like it's like uh, Andy Dufresne when he's talking to Red. He's like he's institutionalized. I'm institutionalized. I need to hate a Bears quarterback. That's a bust, and I'm ready for the next bust. So trade up and get that fucking bust for me. That's how I feel. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll just piggyback on everything Dave said. Uh, Joey, who are the Steelers taking? Man, they got three guys that they apparently like: Najee Harris, uh, Landon Dickerson, or. Um, Who's that other guy? Tevin Jenkins. So they're going some maulers or they're going with the running back. I don't know. It could be smokescreen, though. I want to put it past them trading up either. I want to put it past them. What's it like to just blindly trust your organization no matter what they do because it almost always (laughs) works out? They just signed uh, Tomlin to an extension. They've had like three coaches ever. I love Mike Tomlin. Yep. Tomlin's great. Tomlin's good. He's got it. We got to. We got to write the ship in December. Did he we get a lifetime contract? I thought pretty much. It's pretty much right. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. But I thought that was a thing this off season. That no. it was like he's here no. forever. It was three more years. But, I thought I saw the, the extension was, was three more years. But um, right. that was built. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, pretty much when Big Ben goes after this year, maybe next year, Tom will probably ride out with him and then start over and it'll Bill be fine. <laughs> then they find some other coach that can coach him for twenty five years and a few more Super Bowls and rinse and Ben's got two. It's actually Tim Wake this year. He's got two. I'm two it's Super Bowls, Super Bowls right? and one, one appearance. One it's actually one. Doug Mirabelli's yeah, translator. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't necessarily like the dude, but he's had a fucking awesome career. Really, really good career. I last mean, last by, one standing, too, from that class. Yep. By all uh, accounts, you know, when it comes to productivity in football, I mean, the dude... Uh, you it's all famous. Now, you can't mentioned deny. smoke so you defend, a So you defend Ben Roethlisberger? <sighs> no comment. I don't really want to... I mean, he's a good right. football player. No, I mean... We asked the hard-hitting question. But, hey, here, like, real quick, you you said smokescreen. I read the other day that the Bears did not attend Trey Lance's second pro day. Mm. Is that a smokescreen, Ed? Uh, what do you think, Dave? I'll yeah. defer to you. I'm asking you. Uh, but I'm not. My brain's not sharp today. Yours is very sharp. I Why is it? Are you hungover? No, but I just. You're, uh, you're on fire today, Dave. You're the guru. I don't think I am. I'm asking, like, I don't know if if. 
I mean, you mentioned that you think the Bears are taking a quarterback. Well, I mean, I think it's obvious. I think Why it's is obvious. It obvious? Because Nagy and Pace are on their way out, and on their way out, they're going to go, man, our whole, our whole time was judged by Mitch, and they were just so out on Mitch, and Nagy's just so out on Mitch, and Pace knows. So, like, they have to get another quarterback they can hang their hat on, and it's obviously not going to be in free agency. They probably thought they could do a lot better. So now that they have – you literally look at their names. Glennon, fucking Foles, Dalton. Daniel. Mitch. And these guys are going to be out of their jobs, and Pace will never be a GM again. And it's like, are you willing to live the rest of your life like that without taking another fucking shot? And here so comes these Kellen guys Mond. are in power. Yep. Here come honestly. Here comes Kyle Trask. Yeah. Here uh, comes Kellen Mond. Be one here of comes, those guys because they're not they're not going to get the top five are out of the are going to be picked so so early. Mm-hmm. They're so saying you know, now that Zach Wilson's a for sure number two to the Jets. Mm-hmm. So that I mean. If he's number two to the Jets and Justin Fields is going to go in the top five. Yep, he goes to Atlanta and then Broncos get somebody and that'll be that. Yeah, Dude, the Bears Atlanta's will be fucking around hits, the back man. of 20. So, take Watch him trade up for take Kyle Trask in the middle of the first round. Are you, are you, is that what you're... Yeah. 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 But what if the Bears and their their crew, Pace and what's his name, fucking Nagy, they're saying, uh, hey, we got to save our jobs. We got to try to get the best player available. We're going to ride with Dalton to a 9-7 and seven <laughs> record, 10-6, and six, keep us around, first-round first, first round playoff. You know what I'm saying? They'll lose no? their job. Lose their job? We hope. They were willing to give up that much, reportedly, for Russell Wilson. Do you think they'd be willing to give up that much near close to it to go up and get nope. somebody in the top ten? Logic out of the window with these guys, Joey. So anything's on the table. I mean, certainly. Alex Smith retires. They can't even convince Alex Smith to come by. But I think every single That'd one of us nice. would rather have Alex Smith than anybody. Oh, else, right? fuck yeah. yeah. He's a good culture changer. But they can't even get Alex Smith to do a year as a Bears Alex starter. Alex Smith was. I know. Come on. He man. was really hobbling last year. Was he? Year. 